We've been examining the person of Jesus Christ in the salvation of our souls. And in the last episode, we saw how Jesus is the payment for our sin. Now, in this episode, I want to take this a little bit further and examine the matter of forgiveness as it pertains to the person of Jesus Christ. And the point I want to make is that forgiveness is primarily about knowing the Lord Jesus. For apart from knowing Him, there is no true forgiveness. You, you cannot separate forgiveness from the person of Jesus Christ. Now, let me be clear as we begin. As believers, we have all offended a brother or sister at one point or another in our lives. And we all need pardon from those whom we have hurt. And in fact, Jesus commands us to forgive those who have offended us in Matthew 18 and Luke chapter 17. Now, as important as it is to forgive each other in the body of Christ... The type of forgiveness that I'm speaking about here is, is much greater than this. You see, we can forgive each other for our offenses, but how can we receive the forgiveness of God when we cannot even approach Him as sinners? This is where the forgiveness of Jesus Christ comes into play. The forgiveness Jesus offers is exactly that the forgiveness of God. And the forgiveness of Jesus sets us free from the judgment of God and places us in a right standing before the Father. You may be forgiven by a brother or sister for hurting them, but being forgiven by a brother or sister is not the same as being forgiven by God. Your brother or sister might pardon you, but unless you know the forgiveness of God, you will be forever under his judgment. Now, Jesus hinted at this forgiveness in Matthew 26 when he said this, Matthew 26 and verse 27 and 28. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Notice what Jesus told his disciples that day. He spoke to them about the blood of the covenant that was poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Hebrews tells us something very important about forgiveness. In Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22, we read this. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Without the shedding of blood, says the writer to the Hebrews, there is no forgiveness of sin. 
Now, this immediately separates the forgiveness of Jesus and the forgiveness that he offers from what we offer to each other. None of us had to die to be forgiven for offending a brother or sister. Now, Jesus told his disciples in this passage, in Matthew 26, 27, that it was his blood that was poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. His blood would bring the pardon required, and only the blood of the sinless Lamb of God could set us free from the penalty of sin. Nothing else would do. And it's clear that his blood, however, is amply sufficient to forgive. Writing to the Ephesians, the Apostle Paul says this in Ephesians 1 and verse 7, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. According to the Apostle Paul, Redemption and forgiveness are through the blood of Jesus Christ. His death and shed blood brings complete forgiveness and it pays our debt in full. And the only blood that can bring this kind of forgiveness is the untainted blood of the spotless Lamb of God. No other blood will do. True forgiveness is through the blood of Jesus Christ alone. There's a second point that we need to make here about forgiveness. Listen to the words of Peter in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter challenged those who listened to his message that day to seek the forgiveness of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Now that teaching got him into trouble and he was asked by the religious leaders to defend his words. And listen to what Peter tells them in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Peter is very clear here that there was salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus Christ. In fact, when the Lord was on this earth, he told his disciples to, to proclaim forgiveness of sin in his name. And he said to them in Luke chapter 24, verse 46 to 47, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. Jesus tells his disciples that the Old Testament prophets proclaimed that that he would suffer and that forgiveness would be proclaimed in his name to all nations. 
Peter says very much the same thing in Acts 10 and verse 43 when he says this, to him all the prophets bear witness, that is to Jesus Christ, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sin through his name, through his name, Acts 10, 43. All the prophets proclaimed that forgiveness would come in the name of the Messiah. Isaiah, for example, prophesied in Isaiah 26, 16 to 18, and this is what Isaiah said. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste, and I will make justice the line, and righteousness the plumb line, and hail will sweep away the refuge of lies, and waters will overwhelm the shelter. Then your covenant with death will be annulled, and your agreement with Sheol will not stand. When the overwhelming scourge passes through, you will be, you will be beaten down by it." Isaiah speaks here of a precious cornerstone and sure foundation in Zion that whoever believed in that stone and foundation would not perish. Their covenant with death would be annulled. That sounds strangely familiar to John chapter 3 and verse 16, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And that was proclaimed by Isaiah years before Jesus came to this earth, that forgiveness and, and, and death would be abolished through the, the work and in the name of the Messiah. Jesus. The psalmist says something very similar in Psalm 118, 21 to 22, and he says this, I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, the rejected stone of Zion. Jesus himself, the rejected stone of Zion, has become our forgiveness and our salvation. The prophets of the Old Testament look forward to the forgiveness offered in the name of the cornerstone of Zion, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And what is clear from this is that both the Old Testament and the New Testament alike tell us that there is forgiveness with God in the name of the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name and person of Jesus alone can we experience experience pardon and forgiveness. There is no other name you can call on for the forgiveness of sin. If you want forgiveness, you must stand before him. We have seen that in his blood alone is cleansing, and in his name alone is forgiveness. But there's one more detail I want to address in this, this uh, in regards to the forgiveness of God through Jesus Christ. And this point comes out of an encounter between Jesus and a paralytic man. 
This paralytic's friends brought him to Jesus, and, and when they couldn't get near to Jesus, they opened a hole in the roof of the house where they where Jesus was meeting, and they let their friend down by ropes into the very presence of Jesus. And when Jesus saw this man, listen to what he said. Mark chapter 2 and verse 5 says this, And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now the religious leaders heard this and were very upset by the words of Jesus where he, when he said, Son, your sins are forgiven. In their theology, only God could forgive sins. And knowing what they were thinking, Jesus speaks to them in Mark chapter 2 and verses 8 to 11. And this is Jesus' response to their, their accusation of, his, uh, of Jesus. And immediately, Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise up, take up your bed, and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And the paralytic that day rose, picked up his bed, and he went home. And Jesus tells these religious leaders that day that he had performed that miracle with a purpose. And that purpose was that they would know that he had been given the authority from God to forgive sin. In fact, Acts chapter 5 and verse 31 says this, The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree, and God exalted him to the right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. You see, here we have the apostles speaking and challenging their, their, those that were listening to them and telling them that the Father had given to Jesus the authority to forgive sin. No one else has this authority. In fact, Jesus tells us that the Father himself does not judge sin, but, but will give all this judgment to the Son. For the Father, John chapter 5, verse 22, for the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. There is only one person who can forgive my sin, and that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. He alone determines my fate. His declaration alone can seal my pardon, and his word is final in this matter. He is the sole administrator of forgiveness, and the Father accepts without question whomever the Son declares to be forgiven. What does all of this teach us? To know forgiveness, you must know Jesus. His blood alone has secured our forgiveness. And all forgiveness is in his name alone. There is forgiveness in no other name.
He alone has been given the authority to forgive by God himself. He is the administrator of all forgiveness. His word alone on this matter will seal our pardon or our fate. And if we want forgiveness from God, we must stand before his throne. There is no other name in heaven or earth through which this pardon can be obtained. You cannot separate forgiveness from the person of Jesus Christ. It is through his blood alone. It is in his name alone. It is by his authority alone. In essence, he is our forgiveness. And apart from him, there is no forgiveness. Our complete and total pardon rests in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the Apostle John has this to say about that forgiveness. In John, 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, he says this, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There is no greater promise in all of Scripture than this, that forgiveness of sin and the cleansing from all unrighteousness is available for all who will confess their sins to Jesus Christ. The administrator of forgiveness is not willing that any should perish, but that they would come to the knowledge of God through the forgiveness of their sins. And the question we ask today is this, have you come for this forgiveness? Have you stood before the Lord Jesus? He invites you to come to receive this forgiveness, but not everyone will come. But if you can hear his voice today, lift up your eyes and look to him, bow before him. He alone can forgive. You have no other option but to stand before him and to plead for his mercy. There is no other place to go. He alone is the source of forgiveness and the administrator of the forgiveness of God. And those who come to him with a sincere heart will discover that he is indeed a gracious Savior and he is willing to to pour out this forgiveness upon all who will come to him with a sincere heart. And so we come to him whose blood alone can cleanse, whose blood alone and no other blood can do this, whose name alone can offer forgiveness, who alone administers the forgiveness of God. No one else is worthy of this. Open your heart to him. Come and fall down before him. Seek him, because until you seek him, there will be no forgiveness, for he alone is the administrator, the procurer of our forgiveness. So come to him and cry out to him, confessing your sin and allow him to pour out and to declare you to be forgiven of all your sin and all your trespasses. In his name, forgiveness. Through his blood, forgiveness. And under his authority, forgiven. 
in his name. Amen.